Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Anime Declassified. Today, we are going to talk about one of our absolute favorites of the season, Dr. Stone. Uh, Dr. Stone is a popular manga, from what I understand, and this one kind of came out of nowhere, at least for me. I just heard about it on Verve and Crunchyroll, and the art looked interesting. Uh, the concept seems kind of interesting, and then the style kind of blew me away. And then I watched the first episode. I was really interested because, like, I couldn't quite figure out a lot. There's a lot of word of mouth, you know, seeing stuff on Twitter, seeing stuff on Facebook, all over, seeing ads on on Verve and, and stuff. I'm like, what is going on with Dr. Stone? And we check it out, and man, what do we have here but a wild ride, a really interesting, very clever, cool, uh, science-based kind of adventure educational sort of well, what do we have here a mixed bag. let's talk about this we've got a mixed bag a real interesting one uh and let me just say sorry i i overran the bit uh, uh this is connor healy hit mage and i'm joined by fellows why don't you introduce yourselves Let's see. Oh, uh, hi, I am Anthony Davis, and I am 120% sure that this is going to be a pretty good anime. That's a pretty good number. I'm Miguel, and I'm about to find you $10 billion for that. Yeah. I'm Rizwan, the big boss, and I'm 100% billion percent sure that this is the best anime I've seen in quite some time. You need to watch more stuff, but I would say it is my anime of the summer for sure. It is. These it is like numbers. So I'm just gonna throw it out there in like a quick synopsis for y'all on why I said that. So I come from a science background. I tinker in a lab all day. I love learning things about science and doing engineering and all that. So seeing an anime like this, where it's not just, you know mindless fighting like in Dragon Ball Super or Zozo's with all the crazy stands and all that stuff. This one's a bit more based in reality in a not, in not, in a not Vinland Saga way. Where Vinland Saga is really about history and mm -hmm. the Vikings. And there's this no is more way. about science and yeah. <clears throat> making science fun, which I'm all about because of my daytime mm -hmm. song. Which I think is fascinating that like you're able to, you know, you've got your day job working in science and stuff, and there you're able to have something that's kind of like about your job. You know, it's. I mean, I, I don't even do who, like. I bet people who watch Honda-san and like I watch a Gretzko, and I've been like, oh god, I feel that, but like, yeah, and it's cool because we have a weird fantastical idea, but the and these bits of science, yeah, they're a little exaggerated, but they're still, you know based oh, on absolutely. actual yeah i mean he there's formulas and stuff i mean look he got e equals mc squared correct mm. yep <laughs> um there i mean and that's a very simple formula mind you but just just acknowledging science even in an abstract way like they are in this anime really was a plus for me and mind you i'm not i'm not into like chemistry chemistry or biology and all that stuff like we talk about in here i'm more based on like stem and like not stem but like engineering and computer science stuff but it's still really cool to see 
an anime that's trying to get kids into the STEM fields more by telling them all about the stuff that you can do with all these different disciplines that, for the most part, go kind of unloved, if I were to be completely honest, because... I mean, let's face it, not a lot of people like math. Correct. And not a lot of people like science. I mean... Math sucks. Math does suck. But I really really do like science, though. Yeah. I mean, even though I am in engineering, I will say I hate math. I love what math can do, but I hate how to do it. Um, sure. So it's really cool to see like this to me for that reason. Mm-hmm. To me, um, the hook of the show was the protagonist himself, because oh, yeah. Because so often, whenever they're like, "Oh, this is a new protagonist," or "This is the shonen protagonist," they fall under a certain mold, like they're either really cool. dumb. But they are really strong and they can fight. Senko, okay. on the other hand, super smart, knows what his limits are. And we'll get into that as we get further into these episodes. But, like, right off the bat from the first episode, like he said to his, uh, to the big boy, he's like, Hey, I need you. Like, I can do yeah. all the science yeah. stuff, but I need the muscle. I need a muscle. I need a horsepower i need you know i need an ox i need the so muscle to i need the bronze to my brain exactly, exactly. and he knows yeah. that and he knows like this is what i have to do to survive and and unlike some a lot of other shonen shows where the protagonist has a perceived weakness but there'll be like some power of friendship or strong will or perseverance mm-hmm. that they'll just over they just muscle their way through it yeah they don't yeah. they rarely ever intelligence their way out of stuff yeah which is correct uh, it is such a breath of fresh air with the mm-hmm. with the protagonist so, where i'm like i, I mean like could you guy. imagine goku or luffy or any of these Sonin here as we've grown up with if they paid attention in <laughs> class and actually gave a crap about studying that implies that Goku went to school, first of all. Yeah. literally. I don't know what Luffy his... did, because I don't watch One Piece. But He never... No, he never did. Probably not. Okay. Anyway. So you we should talk tried. about what, the point that we get to. So what is happening in this world? So it all starts out, modern day Japan. Everything's normal. And then this weird thing happens. A flash of green, a green light just spreads all over the world, and you just see everybody just turn to stone. Like, oh, and uh, here's a joke from uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. I remember this. Um, oh, if you have any scientists that are like still in space, they're all dead. <laughs> that hurt. And then the Fire Nation attacked when they. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that really hurt. Given I work in airspace. <laughs> Because anyway. I mean, because like it's, they, they didn't talk about it, but like I just imagine like people oh, and like maybe like in a satellite or like uh, what are those? Um, oh, well, shuttles, dude, people are, dude, people in airplanes all bit the dust. Uh, oh man, there was like if you were anywhere above ground or in a moving vehicle, yeah, you'd be screwed. So a large percentage of humanity is screwed, basically. A good chunk of them. Yeah. yeah. This is all before because they get turned to stone. 
Correct. But before everyone gets turned to stone, we get introduced to the basic or the central protagonist, at least for the first couple of episodes. Uh, we see Senku making a bet with his boy that, you know, he's not going to confess to uh, Yuzuriha, the, uh, one of the main girls of the show. And he's like, here's a love formula. Guy just dumps it, which it just turned out to be flammable alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they get turned to stone. And the guy uh, managed to stay alive because he's like, no, I have to stay conscious or else I can't confess my love for this girl. And just like as it keeps going on, he's like, nope, still holding on, still holding on. And I thought that introduction was just really well done. Yeah. And see, the other part of this anime that really makes me love it a lot is not only do we have like all this great love for like the STEM fields and all that, but also of the three main protagonists, even the antagonists that I've seen so far. I have not disliked any of them in a negative way to say, like, oh, this character is just not well-written or not impactful. I mean, yeah, I don't like the antagonist that we'll get to later on because he's a dick. But, but you but you under... But, but you, I feel something about him that makes me want to say, like, okay, <clears throat> he's doing his job. I like him yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's being an uh, antagonist. He's being, like, the, a threat. That's what and I... He's not being, it. like, a typical threat either. He's being clever with it. They're making it clever. And he's just, like... For one thing I can respect about this, this guy, well, when we get to him, is the fact that he is, like, two steps ahead of at times. Like, sometimes he's like, oh, well, I, I know what you're planning, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to stop you. Other times he's like, oh, um, this is the situation. Okay, so he probably did such and such, such. And it's like, wow, he didn't even, like, take two two minutes to figure that out. And he, it, it would've took maybe, like, maybe one of us, maybe, like, like maybe, like, who knows how long it'd take for us to figure out what actually happened is something, if we were in the same situation he was in. Yeah, people trying, to, people trying to find somebody like, oh, they're trying to do this and this and this. We got like, well, where'd they go? You know. I feel that. I feel that. Like he's good at planning. I like that. He's still yeah. a dick. He's still a dick, but. So but anyway, what happens. Is, um. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor. Senku, he gets out, and so does Taiju, the strong guy. Big boy. Taiju knows, or uh, Senku knows he needs Taiju because Taiju is strong. Senku is not. And he knows to survive. He has all of these ideas of science. Yeah. And he knows he can, like, make primitive machinery and stuff to solve his tasks and figure out what's going on and use science to figure out what's going on. But here's the thing how far in the future is it? Ah, after 3,700 years, I am free! Time to conquer Earth! (laughs) (laughs) Right, quite literally, in all their cases, honestly. Yes. I believe they had said it was about, like, five, like, 5,200 years in the the future. Mm -hmm. It's 3,700. 
There's yeah. other seven hundred. Okay. No, it, it really. That's why. No, that, that was no. That was the, that was the time it was actually seven hundred. Yeah, fifty seven hundred was the actual time it was in, but the amount of time Correct. was was around around some years, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, we're in the year twenty nineteen when this all happened. So right. Mm-hmm. Add thirty thousand to a new. I had it mixed up. I was trying to say that it was that. I just ended up saying the wrong things. Hey, look, we're doing math. <laughs> Remember, folks, we here do not advocate for the learning of math. Well, we do advocate for it. Nope. We just all suck at it. Also true. Yeah. But. So, anyway, um, Senku. So- Go ahead. I was gonna give like the next plot point of what was gonna happen, but if you have something else, you can go for it. No, go for it. Okay. So Senku wakes up Taizu, and he's like, "Hey, you muscle me brain. We we save world little by little." And they go through and they kind of research for like a year and a half, um, their time, trying to find a solution to depetrify all the people who've been petrified mm-hmm. and Senku on the side is also trying to figure out why did this originally happen and they they spend a lot of time and effort trying to figure it out and at some point they like figure out okay so we have the solution it works we try it on a bird the bird's not petrified oh yeah by the way all humans and birds are petrified but other animals are not. BT dubs. Yeah, something actually, I didn't actually, catch on to in the beginning because I, I don't know. I think it was they, it was swallows that were specifically the ones that were petrified. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but other animals like lions and tigers and they have never seen a human in these 3,700 years. I mean, yeah, they've seen statues, but they haven't seen an actual walking, living human being. So for them, it's kind of weird, and they don't understand how to deal with it, as we see in some of these episodes. Right. Um, but whenever they do find a cure that works on the sparrow, um, unfortunately, um, they want to go revive uh, Yuzaria, but instead they're like, well, crap, we're being chased by a tiger or a lion or something. So we got to get somebody stronger than the lion. So they revive Sukasa, I think is his name. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And this, this is them thinking on the spot, and uh, he's. They're like, okay, this is the toughest kid in high school, and he gets. They quickly put the solution. Remember, uh, it was a mixture of nitric acid and alcohol, and this is after. They tried so many things. I'll be right back. You guys go on, though. Yeah, I heard that beeper. <laughs> Something's on fire. Anyway. Um, yeah, so they're like, hey, we're going to find the strongest high schooler. Which, okay, to them, that's a huge deal, because that's all they really know. Minus maybe Senku, who knows more, but in that split second, they're basically near to high school anyway. So the best chance to find that one guy. So they find him, revive him. He looks at him like WTF. Then he's like, all right, I'll, I'll do it with the line. Then we'll talk later. 
And then they talk, and he joins the merry band, or so we think. Spoilers, Sakasa turns into a dick. Mm-hmm. Because he does not like adults. No. He thinks they're corrupt. He thinks they lead only to trouble. And I mean, so he is plan, like... Yeah. Make sure that certain adults or certain people that he doesn't like don't make it back. Break a couple of these stone statues. Yeah. He's kind of so, like that lost kiss next door member who just could not stop. <laughs> the who? Kiss next door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a trip back in time if ever I heard one day. Right. Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, so um, obviously Taizu is kind of depressed because he really wanted to revive his his sweetheart and Professor the feelings to her. So he has to wait until they can make more formula. But Senku has realized during interaction with Sukasa that maybe it's not the best idea in the world to necessarily tell everything about their solution to Sakaso, because he doesn't seem like he's the most trustworthy of people in the world. So, he keeps a lot of it secret, and he tells uh, Taizu, look, we gotta go revive your girlfriend now, and then you'll have to go run away together, because, well, you're gonna be screwed otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, they go do that, revive her, while he's not around, and seconds to life, and yeah, stuff begins to happen more intensely. Um, I was hoping Connor would pick up, but I guess not. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was uh, uh, having a drink of water to take care of my hey, throat. Um, water's great. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Or bubble tea. That's what it was. Bubble tea. So, um, interesting. Yeah, they they revive her, they unite, and then quickly it becomes apparent. You know, Tsukasa is dangerous. He is an antagonist. Oh yeah. He originally wants Senku to help him because he realizes how strong Senku was, and he even says, "I think we could have been friends." Had we mm-hmm. that. Uh, however, because... Senku is like, "I want to help save all of humanity. No ifs, ands, or buts." Mm-hmm. That's why I have the power of science. That's what I want to do. That's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I don't remember if we're at the part where we have a little sequence where it shows Senku and like his past with science. I don't know if we're at that point yet. Uh, it'd be around this point. Yeah, you're fine. As that happens before uh, they go off uh, to the hot springs. Yeah. Uh, but we get a little insight on Senku, mm-hmm. how he wants to do science stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. his father, like, trades in his car so he can buy Senku, like, all these tools, all these gadgets, all these kids. And I thought that was, a like, a really heartwarming moment right there. Mm-hmm. Like a father supporting his son, you know, and something that sounds force. Yeah. And, you know, part of Sukasa's deal before he left, because it was leading up to this, they showed that, and then Sukasa was, thank you, I'll let you live, but you have to give up science. 
I can't mm-hmm. do that. He's like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. Like at that point, he's like, you know, I think had we met earlier, and they even show a little flashback of like what might have been. You know, some Rocky style training regiments, Rocky Four, completed with vacuum cleaner. Uh, <laughs> that was Anthony's computer being Anthony's computer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to get you guys' thoughts on Sukasa a little bit more. Like, how do you think of him as an antagonist? So, part of it is. And I kind of mentioned this while you're gone, I guess, Miguel. But to recap for your benefit as well, um, when they were looking for a solution to the lion in the jungle in episode two or three, I don't remember when it happened. Um, their first instinct, first instinct is okay, we got to find somebody to help us deal with this. Who was the strongest high schooler we had? And the reason he asked that question is because at that point in time, they were near the ruins of the high school. So it made sense to look for somebody who was bigger over there. So they picked him because he was known as the strongest primate high schooler. And he was known to be a dick. Like, there's no two ways about that. Like, they knew he was going to be difficult to handle, but they didn't know in what way exactly. They just knew his reputation only. Um, but I think... Senku didn't anticipate that Sukasa would be intellectual in a way or ambitious enough to want to make his own society with only young people and none of the older ones. But he knew he was going to be a threat. Uh, yeah, correct. They, them. they knew he was a threat. They didn't know what flavor of threat. Yeah. Um, I think Senku thought he could control the threat uh, similar to the way that he was able to keep Taiju under his control. Well, he's not. Taiju's not really under his control. Well, okay. They're, so they're really good friends. They're really good friends. So, yes, I agree with you on that. But that's not obvious. Well, it's a little bit obvious in the first couple of episodes, but it's not abundantly clear until much later when they start doing more flashbacks. Um. Like, whenever I first start, started watching, my first reaction was, okay, he revived the uh, Big O for Musclehead to help him out. And they had, like, a shared history of being in class together. I assumed um, that meant they shared the same class environment, maybe. Senku was, like, a class president. This kid was in the back of the class hanging out. And he knew Taizu as, like, a reputation of, like, okay, this is the Big O. I can use him to help me. Not but we, dude, I didn't even get that from that. Like from the first episode, they established how good of friends they are from the love potion thing. Like he's like, "Wait, you were gonna give him that?" And Senku's like, "No, I know this guy well enough that he doesn't need it. He just needs, you know, the confidence push to do it." Yeah, I can see that as well. Um, yeah. Like he just it's, going about it logically. <laughs> yeah, the friendship is like established. Super early. Thank you. Just has this like very blunt, like kind of. I think the blunt way of, of, of saying stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, but, like the way he from those episodes made it seem like, oh, he's under my control. 
Maybe control's not the right word, but somebody he could, he knew he could like work with. He could depend in on. a controlled environment. Yeah. But Tsukasa was the unknown element for sure. Correct. Yeah. Um, and he's very ambitious. He's very calculating. He knows what he wants, and he all he doesn't. I don't remember. He says it quite yet, but I swear he says something like. He's not just going to like, oh, I'm going to make a new world. Like, no, nah, I'm going to make a new world, and I'm going to, and I'm going to run it. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, I don't think he specifically said he wants to run it. He wants to decide who comes out of yeah. it because mm-hmm. he doesn't want the same adults who made the previous world miserable for others to mm-hmm. come back and do the same thing. Well, yeah. and here, the, one of the real poignant things is when he breaks a statue in front of Sengu. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurt me. And Sanku just kind of looks at him and he's like, oh, okay. So you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tsukasa, doesn't he like imply, oh, yeah, no, this isn't the first statue I've broken and it's not going to be the last? Yeah. And then yeah, here I mean... he is. He is the obstacle between Sanku and Yuzuriha getting out safely. Yeah. Now, this whole time, they've been talking about making weapons of science. We Let's talk about some science. Yes. Weapons so, of science? Yeah, go for it. Oh, no, go ahead. So, one of the first things they had to figure out is how to create this solution that'll defrost or depetrify or basically fix the problem they're in right now. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Senku comes up with, okay, well, why did Taizu wake up? Why did I wake up? And he notices that Taizu is literally under bat piss. And he has to think about that and figure out, well, what about the bat urine is it that's making him come back to life? Why did he depetrify? And he deduces through science, well, there's a lot of nitol in this miracle water that's coming from the bat. So perhaps if we create a more concentrated version of this, we can revive whoever we want. So they literally spend a year working on the solution. And they come up with revival fuels. Mm-hmm. They try to bunch of different mixtures. Yeah, I remember like one had like grapes in it, I want to say. That was the alcohol they needed. They were fermenting the grapes to make wine. Correct. And then, once they did that, they had to figure out like what the amount of each was needed. And so Mm -hmm. they just kept testing it out on a bunch of the swallows that were petrified nearby. Yeah. Science. Science. The more you know. <laughs> so, other things. Um, later on, uh, we see Senku sewing off his um, hunter skills with not being a hunter himself, but providing the tools for others to do hunting for them with spears and other things like that 
Um, they also like survival stuff. Yeah. He also instructs Taizu to harvest the sea cells from nearby to create, I think, like a calcium carbonate, which to help them. They also... needed it. Yeah, because they said there's different, uh, different things to create with them. Yeah. Because calcium carbonate is well, like one of the base materials to making things. So he wanted to so, say, like, look, we got to get this thing to build other things. And hell, you need salt, right? Like, that's all it is, is salt. Salt is a building block of life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, around this point in the Invincent scheme, Sukasa reveals that he intends to murder all the petrified humans. So the next thing on the on the and the like to fix life is let's make gunpowder. Well, it's not to fix life, but to counter Sukasa. Yeah, because you know, again, they admit like this guy is way tougher than us. Like we need the means to take him out. To take him out, we need weapons of science. What's a better weapon? of science than gunpowder. Yeah. Well, what's a achievable thing they can make and with the resources they have available to them or could discover easily? And gunpowder is the first obvious choice. Right. Because they know they need something fast because Sukasa is, you know, pretty speedy for a high schooler. Dude. Okay, I have to ask. And I'm going to ask this question later on when we talk about Vinland Saga again. But, dear God, did somebody like just suit this kid up with steroids or something all through high school? Well, and middle was, school? And elementary school? Well, he did. they did say that he was a uh, mixed martial artist. And he would, didn't need to weight training a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there's mixed martial arts, and then there's Sukasa. All right, like, you can't tell me that all mixed martial artists can do what he's doing just by training in the arts. This maybe is an, this maybe is a, it's work a little of bit to do with who his uh well you know who his voice actor is. Hmm. It's Bucciarati. Really? It's Bucciarati yeah. from JoJo's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, look at that. He just has a stand. Mister Zipper, Mister Zipperman himself. <laughs> I, I just heard him like, oh, wait, oh my god, what's that? <laughs> but back to the topic on hand, like, this guy's a freak, like an athletic freak. You know, you can kill a lion with a kick. Punch. So, it was a punch, actually. Thing is, you can kill it without any weapons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's also... The English voice actor is also Whis, by the way, from Dragon Ball Battle of Gods. You can just say from Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> yeah, you're right, but that's what I remember oh. him from. Yeah. Oh, anyway. did you? Oh, guess who's voicing Zoom? Senku. Hmm. Hmm. Aaron Dismuke from uh, he played he played Alphonse Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Nice. He played Alphonse. He played somebody else that was pretty um, 
significant, I feel like. I can't remember his name there or like what it was from. It'll come to me though. I'll 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 think and scroll. Anyway, back to where we were. So yeah, he's he's built he's got this gunpowder thing. So Chikasa makes his move. Mm-hmm. Hit Senku in the back of the head. Thinking that he broke his neck and killed him. Mm-hmm. Senku drops to the ground. <clears throat> and then boom goes the dynamite, or in this case the black powder. And uh before that they were they're creating a smoke signal with the gunpowder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you saw other ones light up. Yeah, they uh they got responded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning there's more people out there than what we've already seen. Correct. Which actually brings me to another good point. Um when I was watching these first five episodes, I was surprised at how long we had gone without meeting the rest of the characters in the opening uh, <laughs> opener. Oh, yeah. Like, who is this mysterious girl in the blue outfit? Where does C come from? Who is C? What high school thing did C do? But then I see this scene, and I'm like, maybe she's not from high school. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe people survived this calamity. Find out Maybe next time on Doctor Stone. Petrified early. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who's this? Who's this other guy who's doing science things with Senku in the opening? Yeah. Where? When does he show up? Right. Right. Like I mean, there's just all these people that came out of nowhere, and there's in the opening. We have no inkling where they fit in or anything, but we just see smoke in a distance, and now we start to wonder: mm-hmm. Are these the people? Oh, yeah. Or is it Sukasa being his? No, it's not Sukasa because he said Tsukasa. specifically he's somewhere else. Well, he sees the explosion go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he starts racing towards it. Because remember, Sukasa <laughs> wanted uh, Senku to join him, but he knew Senku was going to say no. And mm-hmm. he knows if there's one person that can stop him, it's the guy who's intelligent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he's just running towards it because Sukasa knows does not know how to do anything scientific. Yeah. He can whoop your ass, but if you ask him to solve a math problem, he'll probably fail like us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Right. And so after that, that's when we have our confrontation on the mountain, right? Correct. Or are we there yet? Yeah. Uh, that would be. This would be the confrontation on the mountain. Okay. Yeah. So the confrontation on the mountain. Takasa says, "All right, jigs up, Senku. Bring it. We're gonna fight. I'm gonna stop you." Well, you gotta remember, he captures Yuzuriha. Yeah, he captures Yuzuriha before he confronts Senku. Uh, because again, Sukasa is not smart. Uh-huh. Sukasa does not have the rest of everyone to set up his ideal world. Yep. And so he's holding her hostage. And it's like, okay, 
I let her go. You give me the recipe. You don't do anything sciencey again. Mm-hmm. You're banned from doing science forever and ever, unfortunately. And that was a that was a pretty intense dare off. <clears throat> oh yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, do you want to go into the the thing? What thing? The next scene with that. With the kick in the with head? With Senku, or, yeah. yeah. Or the flashback to the friends. Uh, Let's talk about the friends first, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. this is the episode where we see the flashback mm-hmm. of his dad selling the card for Senku yeah. to get all his signs. It is? This is yeah. episode four. Oh. Okay. Because he's I thinking about, about that. his relationship yeah. with science. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, carry on. Sorry. I'll get in on this. What did you think about that flashback where he's doing all the experiments in the park? I thought that was adorable. Super Dude, touching. I really loved it. I was like... There. I had proud tears in my eyes watching that because I was like, this kid, Same. he going places, you know? So, I, I, I liked it a lot. It was really adorable. And I'm glad to see, like, the dad's hard work and sacrifices really paying off. Yeah, I mean, this dad's like, no, we're going to make you a better life. And he's like, cool, let's do it. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I feel like sometimes you don't see enough of that in anime. Well, you do in, like, well, okay, in some of them. So, like, I think parents are really, really, really well portrayed in, uh, like, My Hero Academia, but that's another thing. Right. Well, that's my hair academia, but like talk about yeah. other animes where for most of the time you don't even see an adult and you're wondering how are these kids just doing these things? Exactly. I'm looking at you, Digimon parents. And like it makes sense now in this era where literally some of the kids are the only people that are awake at this point. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, you know, it it shows that no, there was an adult to make this kid who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, his dad was there for him, and I really like that they put that in there, and that you show that he had the care to turn his son into what he wanted to be. And yeah, yeah, Senku in the park as a kid, super cute. Very much so. Right, and, see, and seeing Taiju in the background of the early experiments, like, what is he doing? Yeah, and then, and then eventually, just like getting interested and in saying, "I'll help you out." And I don't understand this crap, but I'll definitely be your brunt man. Yeah, so you, it builds up to where when they're both doing it, and then eventually Yuzuriha joins in. It's playing up to uh, Sukasa saying. The biggest difference between us is you have people you care about that'll mm-hmm. make you do theological choice instead of the science choice you would normally do. That's your weakness. Yeah. As he's you know holding Yuzuriha hostage, mm-hmm. and it's you know actually to build up like yes, these these three are actually friends. They're not like oh we consider you friends yeah. and the one guy's just aloof. No, like. It's showing you, like, yeah, this friendship they have is real. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And like I mean, Senku even says it early on. He's like, I know Taiju's going to be conscious because he is too devoted to confessing to Yuzuriha. I know he's that devoted that he wouldn't give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That of anybody out there who'd still be alive, even if it was just the two of them, it would be Taiju. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, they're like the most wholesome characters out there. They right really are. are. I like it. I mean, all three of them are just so wholesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For also, Yuzuriha's like invincible headband. Dude, I don't understand. <laughs> like, everyone's clothes rip off or rotted away or whatever. Rotted away because, you know, yeah. 3,700 years. Yeah. yeah. So their clothes uh, rotted away, but her headband is still there. Look. It's not exact science. <laughs> well, and it's um, probably made out of some material that doesn't... It's probably made out of one of those beastly plastics that, like, never goes away even after, like, the Earth is gone. There's still going to be, plastic? like, plastic and trash so. in space. I don't know. It's don't something. Know. There's something going on there. Most Life definitely. Rootin' tootin' science crap. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, everything starts coming to a head. And Yuzuriha is in danger. And Tsukasa makes his move. Mm-hmm. And Senku makes his choice. And then whop. You know, he gives Tsukasa the formula. And, you know, this also shows that Tsukasa has just a little bit of honor. Because as soon as he gets the formula, instead of like, oh, I'm going to kill her anyway, he lets her go. Yeah. She's not who I came here for. It's you. And he's like, now that you gave me the formula, no reason to keep you alive. And uh, he goes for the kick. Yep. And cut to black. That was the end of the episode. Taiju yep. screaming Senku's name. And that was a heck of an episode. Dude. Mm-hmm. And, and then the next episode was, you know, a palate cleanser, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it, it just well, shows Senku's early adventures in the stone world. Yeah. But we'll cover that next time, I think, yep. right? I thought we were doing the first five episodes. I mean, honestly, the fifth episode, I'm, I don't want to call it filler, but it's nothing really progresses except oh, Senku kept himself alive. Like It is probably, I would guess, rendering something that is done a certain way in, there's probably some chapters in the manga. Well, from what my friend told me, like mm-hmm. they did the first 20 chapters in one episode. Like they oh, wow. sped, yeah. they sped up a bunch of the early stuff to oh, get yeah. to introducing the more interesting characters, which is probably oh, a good yeah. idea. Like, yeah. if most of the stuff is just like early exploration and survival. Mm-hmm. Some people may like it, but I honestly think it was good just speeding up to reviving Sukasa. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just speeding up through that is probably a good idea. And this one. You know, there's some funny moments, like the monkey's going, who's that bald monkey? Mm-hmm. And then laughing at Senku's <laughs> early failures. Like, that stuff was funny. Right. But, you know, it showed Senku knows what his limitations are. 
you know, he tried to chase a deer with a spear. He's like, okay, this isn't working out. Built a trap. Kills Bambi's mother again. <laughs> she cannot catch a break in anime or anime or regular world. <laughs> Never. And he's like, okay, this is what I need to do. And I went back to his earlier point. I'm sure you guys probably covered this while I was gone, where he's like, I cannot deep I cannot come out of the shell until probably spring. I come out in winter, I'm done. So, you know, Senku's smart. He knows what his limits are, but he builds upon them and builds things to get around them. Science. Intelligence. And how things around the world are. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember like what what it was exactly that he did. Like, like I think he dislocated his neck so the kick wouldn't have as much of an impact? What happened was there was still a petrification. Mm. Uh, and when this... So they have cracks in their face, and when the solution hits them, it repairs the crack and makes it so it doesn't just bleed out. It heals, but there's still a crack. Mm. Because it would be like if you had a crack in your face because the of the petrification and whatever. If it was deep, well, now it just keeps it normal. Um, so he had a bunch of petrification in his neck. And so the, it was the petrification that took the hit and broke. Mm. And so when they put the fluid on him, it went in and it repaired all of the breaks in the neck that the stone had and just made it normal again. Because he still had a considerable amount on him. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yeah, well, he was, like, cracking his neck. Mm -hmm. Sakasa's over here playing checkers. Senku's playing freaking 7D chess over here. Yep. Stone <laughs> world chess. Hey, it it works. I mean, I play 70s chess if I could. Yep. Yeah. But uh that was the first five episodes of Doctor Stone. I think we're yeah. only what like eight episodes in now? Uh I think so, huh? That's what we've got for Crunchyroll. And no, you also have nine by now, huh? Nine? Yeah. yeah. Nine. Should be nine. To the website. <laughs> well, I'm looking at a wiki and it says nine. Is Episode that... nine just premiered this past Friday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Watch I, it. I, I recommend it. I was going to say, so I think we're... I think it is the uh, favorite anime summer 2019 for this group, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd say so. We'll we'll definitely see what we've got. There's some strong contenders right now, but this one's starting to take the cake. Definitely more. Go watch it. Science cool. Hell yeah. Do it. Do it all. All right, and that has been our episode, folks. I don't know if there's any closing thoughts, but I think we had a wonderful talk. Here's a closing Definitely. thought.
Yeah. Science is amazing. Dr. Stone's amazing. What are you doing if you're not watching Dr. Stone? 